Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's News Podcast here on Big Review Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View, and we're coming to you on a Victory Monday for your New York Giants, the first Victory Monday of the 2020 NFL season as the Giants squeaked out a 20-19 victory over the Washington football team on Sunday, holding off Washington on a controversial two-point conversion at the end of the game to, uh, to secure that victory. Now, a few things that, that I want to talk about today. At, uh, at BigBlueView.com, I, I often do a thing called uh, Things I Think, which is sort of a Peter King-style uh, column that I do. And I, I've been doing that in uh, post-game formats in, in recent weeks. It's, uh, it's sort of a, a style thing that, that I like. I just I enjoy that approach. And, and what I thought I would do today... Uh, is I'm going to go through some things I think uh, following the uh, the Sunday game, sort of play off some of what I've already written at Big Blue View, and uh, and we'll talk about the game uh, in that format. Also, a little bit later on, we'll play some audio for you from Joe Judge, Daniel Jones, Tay Crowder, and, and several of the Giants as, as they react to Sunday's victory. All right, let's go through some of the uh, some of the things that I think in the wake of Sunday's victory. I wrote this a little bit at Big Blue View uh, on Sunday evening, but I, I find the NFC East as bad as it is, as terrible as it is, with the Dallas Cowboys leading the way at two and three heading into their Monday night game. Uh, it, it's just amazing, embarrassing, but amazing. With that, the Giants, with a one and five record, can still, you know, be staring at the possibility of competing for an NFC East title, uh, provided that they can win some games here in the next few weeks. Uh, just amazing that if the Cowboys lose Monday night and the Giants win on Thursday in Philly, the Giants will find themselves in a situation where they've got as many wins as anyone else in the division. So crazy times, crazy stuff. Amazing that a, a team that lost its first five games of the season can actually consider itself to be in contention in the division. That said, um, my feeling is the Giants can't be fooled by that. They can't think short-term the trade deadline is November 3rd. That's two weeks away. And from my perspective, we'll talk a lot more about the trade deadline as it gets closer. What I'll say right now is that the Giants must be sellers. They can't fool themselves into thinking short term, into thinking, let's do a Leonard Williams type trade, add something and make a run at this division. I just don't think that that that's the right approach. I think that they have to be sellers if there are players that other teams may be interested in and may be willing to give you more than a seventh-round draft pick for. Now, I'm not really sure that the Giants have a whole lot of those types of players, to be honest, but I think that the Giants need to take a long-term approach to the trade deadline 
So hopefully we'll see them uh, we'll see them do that over the next couple of weeks. Second thing that I think that I wanted to talk about is yes, the Giants beat Washington on Sunday. The Giants have now beaten Washington four straight times. This is something that we've talked about before at Big Blue View. It is nice to beat Washington. It is nice to beat anyone. It's nice to get a victory. It was a feel-good day for the Giants throwing water or Gatorade or whatever they did on Coach Joe Judge in the locker room post-game. You know, lots of hugs, lots of smiles, lots of happiness. Finally, you know, for a team that's that's worked hard, you know, and, and gotten close a couple times to finally get their first win, finally validate some of the work that they've been doing. But the reality for the New York Giants, and this is something that that we've actually talked about over the years, the Giants to be taken seriously. They need to start beating the Philadelphia Eagles. They need to start beating the Dallas Cowboys. They need to start winning games against some of the better teams that they play. It's nice to beat Washington, but you know, sadly, you know, perennially, Washington is the worst team that they play. So they should beat Washington, um, you know, or there are even deeper problems than we think. But to be taken seriously to really show progress, to really feel like they are making strides in the right direction. They have to start beating Philadelphia, which, you know, they've lost seven straight games to the Eagles. They've lost 11 of the last 12. They've lost seven straight times to the Dallas Cowboys. Until that turns, it's going to be hard to argue you know, that there is real progress being made, that the Giants are getting better, that they're getting more competitive. Another thing I wanted to talk about is the uh, the rising number of, of young players that the Giants are using. We saw a terrific game on Sunday from rookie inside linebacker Tay Crowder, known as Mr. Irrelevant. Simply because you know he was the final player chosen in the 2020 NFL draft, and it's easy to say I've written it, other people have written it, but he certainly has become relevant for the New York Giants. He started the last two games, had a scoop and score touchdown with a fumble recovery on Sunday that turned into a huge play, had 10, 10 tackles on the day. Played, I believe, more than 80% of the defensive snaps. You're getting a whole lot more, a whole lot sooner than you probably had any right to expect, you know, from the final player selected in the 2020 NFL draft. You also saw Matt Pert, third round pick, split time at left tackle on Sunday with, uh, with Andrew Thomas and handle himself very, very well. Pert started due to a disciplinary measure with Andrew Thomas, who admitted he was late for a Saturday night meeting. And and what I wrote at, at Big Blue View is, I think that in the limited amount of snaps that Pert has played so far this season, I think that he's shown you that he deserves to be in the Giants' starting lineup. Not at left tackle, not in place of Andrew Thomas, but Thomas and Pert are the bookends for the future of the Giants' offensive line. 
Thomas, I thought, played pretty well in the snaps that he played on Sunday, roughly splitting time with Pert. I think that very soon it will be time for the Giants to insert Matt Pert into the lineup at right tackle in place of Cameron Fleming and let Pert and Thomas develop together as the future bookends of the Giants' offensive line. A few other players got some defensive snaps. Young players Cameron Brown at linebacker, Carter Coughlin got a handful of snaps. Madre Harper got a handful of snaps in the defensive backfield. Austin Mack in his first NFL action, I think played 36 snaps at wide receiver. We're seeing the Giants work more and more of these young players, of these first-year guys, these guys they hope will be part of their future. We're seeing them work them in more and more into, into the playing rotation, and that's a good thing for the Giants. It's a good thing for their future, especially since a lot of these guys have, have shown well so far, which, which gives you optimism going forward. Next, I think that we need to talk a little bit about Daniel Jones. Uh, Another one of those mixed bag days for the Giants' second-year quarterback on Sunday. So much good from Jones in the running game. A 49-yard run, 74 yards total rushing. The Giants have really begun to use Jones' legs and use his running ability to supplement their offense and make it easier for them to run the football without Saquon Barkley, something that I hope to see them continue to do throughout the season. Use Jones' legs to uh, to add that dimension to the Giants' offense. Jones threw a touchdown pass also on Sunday, his first since week one, made some other good throws, he played pretty well overall, but again made another devastating, silly mistake, throwing an interception in the red zone, you know, that ended a long Giants drive when they had gone, I think, 14 plays down to the Washington seven-yard line, you know, trying to throw a pass away under duress in the back of the end zone, and wound up getting getting intercepted by Kendall Fuller. You know, we can argue about whether or not Fuller was inbounds or out of bounds. Personally, I thought Fuller was out of bounds, but still it doesn't excuse the decision that Jones made to throw that ball as late as he did and not get it out of bounds. It's the same mistake that he made week 1 against the Pittsburgh Steelers and I think that bothers me more than anything is that it feels like the same mistake that he made in a game earlier this season we talk about progress from Jones and if you're talking about progress you want to see him not make that mistake you know basically five or six weeks after he made it once already so you know that bothered me and, uh, you know, but, but all in all, I thought, you know, Jones did do some good things, but those kinds of costly mistakes that take points off the board and give your opponent a chance to go down and get points of their own, you know, they just can't happen as often as they've been happening for Jones. So, 
you know, we'll, we'll cross our fingers and hope going forward that we see those less and less often. Final thing I wanted to talk about before I play the uh, the audio clips from various Giants players. The final thing I wanted to talk about is the uh, the decision by Ron Rivera to go for two points at the end of Sunday's game. I wrote at Big Blue View that I fully supported that decision. I know it's a controversial decision. I know there are people who will criticize him for that. I know that in certain circumstances, the right thing to do would have been to to kick the extra point play for overtime. But I thought that in the circumstance that Washington is in, I absolutely supported Rivera's decision to go for two points. He explained it as you don't learn how to win unless you play to win. And I fully support Rivera for that, uh, for taking that stance. He's coaching a team that was one in four heading into Sunday's game and is now one in five. He's coaching a team that hasn't won in a long time. He's coaching a team that is very much in a similar circumstance to your New York Giants. And he's trying to change the way that they think. He's trying to to get them to believe in themselves. He's trying to get them to be aggressive and think about winning, not just think about playing and, and not just accept the losing that has gone on there for so many years. He's trying to change an attitude in Washington. And going for two points was a big picture play. It wasn't even necessarily about Sunday for Washington. And that's why I loved it. I mean, the short term, the short term play would have been, you know, go for go for the extra point, play for overtime, see what happens. The the long term play was let's grab this game by the throat. Let's teach our team something. Let's go for a victory here. And I and I supported it. I thought he did the right thing, absolutely, in the circumstance for the team he coaches, where they are now in their development. And you know that that's simply my take on it. I know that uh, I know that it's one that we can argue about and talk about forever. But but that's my reasoning for supporting Rivera is that I think it's a better long term play for the development of his team and where they're trying to go. And obviously it helped the Giants out because they made the stop and they won the game. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here for a word from our sponsors from SB Nation. When we come back, I will be playing some audio for you from Joe Judge and various Giants players as they reacted to Sunday's victory. Here's Giants coach Joe Judge on what he learned about his team on Sunday and also about Ron Rivera's decision to go for two points at the end of the game. Well, I think we all found out that, you know, when we put ourselves in position, don't shoot ourselves in the foot, that the results can the results will come and happen. I already knew they were a resilient group. I knew they were a tough group, a mentally tough group. Um, I'm just proud they were able to get the win today and that their work was rewarded. But there's a lot of things that are just confirmed about what I already knew about these guys. They had good energy. You know, they stay together on the sideline. In every game, you're going to have some kind of a storm. And you got to fight through the storm. And, you know, you see with our guys, when that kicks up, they stay together. They have good communication on the sideline. There's good energy. They support each other. 
you know, I'm proud of the way they stick together. No, you know what? I was actually expecting them to go for two. They've been aggressive in a lot of situations this, this year. Ron's always been aggressive as a head coach. You know, you're on the road. A lot of times that's the decision you're going to make right there. We knew they were going to treat those last couple series like they were their last series. They're going to try and get this thing all the way down the clock. I thought Pat made a great call in the two-point conversion. That's actually a call we put in this week. Uh, I thought the guys matched it and played it very well. We got some pressure from the line. You know, I saw the DBs did a good job getting the initial coverage. They were trying to work, you know, really McLaurin on kind of a hesitation to work out to the flat right there. I think it was Logan on him at that point right there, did a good job covering him. Um, but it was a call Pat put in this week. The guys did a really good job working that on Friday, really improving on some things that we put on tape in practice that were mistakes, cleaned it up through Saturday. And, you know, hey, practice execution becomes game reality. Here's Giants rookie Tay Crowder talking about his touchdown on Sunday. Um, I, I have to say big ups to my teammate, uh, Kyle Fackrell, for, you know, making a great play, a uh, strip fumble, a uh, strip sack on the uh, quarterback. And, uh, you know, I was at the right place at the right time and just trying to make a play for my team. Man, I wanted to dive on it bad, but like I said, I just want one of my goals was, you know, to just help the team. And I know if I could scoop it up and get it in the end zone, it'll help the team. And it was something we needed at the moment. So, Giants defensive lineman Leonard Williams was asked if he thought that the Giants were better than their 1-5 record indicated. And here is his response. I absolutely think that we're better than what our record shows. Um, you know, I've been on teams where we've gone you know, 0-4, 0-5 in the beginning of the season. And, and you can feel uh, guys hanging their heads. You can feel guys giving up on the team. And, you know, there's a lot of division on the team and stuff like that. And I feel like even though we've been not winning as much as we wanted to in the beginning of the season, uh, you know, we've been really tight in these games. And, uh, you know, guys are, like, having each other's backs and working hard. And, you know, people are still coming to work every day expecting to win. And uh, I think that's – that shows a lot of uh, you know the type of guys we have on this team, and uh, it makes me happy to be here. Here's Giants cornerback James Bradbury talking about getting the first victory of the Joe Judge era as Giants head coach. Uh, yeah, it was definitely special uh, to see him get his first win. It was also my first win as a Giant, uh, so that felt special as well. Um, of course, we might have poured a little water on him a little bit just to celebrate. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were just happy to get the win. It was a lot of celebration going on in there. Uh, a lot of happy, It was a happy moment. All right, that's our show for today. As always, Giants fans, we thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Also, you know, please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.